This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. again with another shade of blue we're here it is wednesday night recording season two episode seven of the shades of blue soccer show after sporting kansas city's two to two draw with the new york red bull i go singular i don't know if you're supposed to do that but i go singular sounds cool makes me thirsty and mls is weird (laughs) so what do you think gentlemen splitting points with the red bull over the weekend well, I want to know if you've ever, you know, gone to the corner flag and spewed out Red Bull all over the field in frustration or, or anger or just bitterness. I've never, uh, <laughs> I've never thrown something at innocent bystanders or kicked something. Yeah, right. That's what yeah. you're referring okay. to. <laughs> I was really referring to Aleko Eskadarian way back in the day when the Red Bulls first oh. became on the scene when he uh, celebrated by drinking Red Bull and then spitting it out immediately on the field and started that rivalry. I was not aware of this. You were not aware of that? Yeah, okay. 
you know, <laughs> perhaps that's a worthwhile article is the number of times people have spewed on the field. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right. Well, on that note, uh, my name is Cody Bradley. And I'm not serious. <laughs> Um, I've got my Blue Testament, the Blue Testament compadres in the studio with me tonight. Name yourselves. Thad Bell. <laughs> Robert Russert. <laughs> that is them. It's the trio tonight. We are Sans. Sans Trost. <laughs> Sans Trost again. We are. Hashtag Sans Trost. Okay, so Works. before we talk about Kaku... <laughs> Or Kaka. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about all of the chances that Sporting had to win this game. And about in the first, like, 15, 20 minutes also. They could have easily been up 3-0 in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, did you you even have your camera ready for 10 seconds into the game? Barely. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was, I don't think it was at an optimal setting at that point. Because I don't think I have that shot. Yeah, no, there were chances everywhere. Johnny had one that, I mean, it was a chance, but also he just should have scored it, I think. He did every effort in the world. It looked beautiful. It was, looked like a patented Johnny Russell goal, and then it just dinked wide right. Yeah, just an inch to the far. Uh, Shallowy had one off the mm-hmm. post crossbar. Late in the match. Late in the game. Yeah. It was good to see him back in there. And firing shots like that. I'm pretty sure he's going to be really hungry for a goal when he gets in there because he's got some games to make up. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think that's when we saw him at his best was when it was there was a fire underneath him and he knew he had to score a goal every game or he was trying to, you know. Uh, so yeah, that, that'll be that'll be good. He'll be a you know a little fireball coming off the bench if he doesn't start. Bob, yes, sir. I'm gonna find you if you don't get off your phone. <laughs> I am looking up the stats from the game. Twenty shots, only six on goal. Red Bulls had ten shots and six on goal. Is that that's that's the issue here, right? Sounds like sporting of old. <laughs> that stat line does for sure. For sure. Uh, what other chances should have been put away? I mean, Johnny, like you said, had that one. Gerso uh, had one also. As he generally always does. Somebody had one like roll really cried across the goal, didn't he? Was that Gerso? I think that was Gerso's. And Johan had a nice shot that was oh, saved yeah. well by Robles. From a solid like 35 right. yards yeah. out probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it did take a nice tap over the bar from, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. from Robles. Let's talk about Johan. I've seen every take under the sun about him from that game. He was worthless. He couldn't do anything. But then it was also, hey, you know, he was pretty good until that last goal. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I didn't think he was bad. Even Vermees pointed out that he was perhaps responsible for one or two of those goals. Right. But said, (laughs) uh, at the same time, I don't hold that against him, especially it was the first goal, uh, because he held the guy onside in the first goal. Yes. So he wasn't anywhere near it, but he held the guy onside. And... Vermees pointed out that it's not something he gets to practice very often, so yeah, he's not going to hold that against him. It's it, If you're not used to stepping up and holding that line, that's not a, always an easy thing to do. Especially the way, you know, like a strict team like this does it, that 
Yeah. You're not normally back there if you don't do it perfectly. He probably doesn't have like the communicator installed in his brain. Step <laughs> forward, you know. Um, right. I think it's kind of similar like when a midfielder goes plays like center forward, they get offside a lot because they're not looking for the line as much as what a natural forward is. So I think it's just kind of the exact same thing just on the other end. Uh, the first goal might as well have been like a short corner. They took it exactly like all of their short corner plays. It was like it was from the training ground. That was it was beautiful. Nice perfect touch from Namath, and it wasn't that easy of one, but put it right where he needed to. How many assists is that? Why didn't I look this up yet? Well, that one his thing second I'd... assist. I think that's his second. One thing about Johan though is he was definitely giving everything he had. I mean, you know, come, you know, good or bad, but he was working hard and Always he was showing that, you know, I want to prove that I need time or deserve time. And, you know, you got to love him for that at least. He always will indeed. And, you know, when he loses the ball, he'll sprint to get back. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. He's Peter a hound. Hermes is chasing him right behind him. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can hear it in his mind. Oh, shit. It's like haunted. <laughs> no, and again, Crozet wasn't perfect in that game. That's pretty clear. Um, and but I will say sometimes he's not running back as fast as he should because maybe he's it's still, he still doesn't have that defender mentality, um, which I think is the second goal issue. Is he wasn't running back with two guys running in, and I, th- I think it was Beasley trying to cover two guys. So apparently that was just Namath's first assist. Roger, Gerso, Russell all have two. And that's his first this in hasn't been updated. MLS. In regular season, yeah. Yeah, so he, I think he might have had a couple in. Yeah, he did. That other tournament thing that they were playing. So are we saying. I don't even remember it anymore. So. Are we saying if Seth had been in the game that we would have won this game? I saw some of our commenters claim that. <laughs> And okay, here's the other question then is was Seth the one that Vermees was talking about in his comments regarding Monterey? game. Yeah. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. Maybe it was, but um the reason Seth probably didn't play this last game was because he had to come in early in Cincy when Wallace right. got hurt. He did, yeah. And then he played the Mont- Monterey game. So he'd basically played Monterey, like most four. of the Cincy game, the Monterey mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah. And all at pretty much a high fever pitch kind of level play, which not wasn't all perfect by any means. Um, so I don't think it was that. I think he just needed that game of rest. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, I'm if, if we need Johan to play there, I think he at least for being his first game this season, this season, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Yeah, first game back there this season. He had one and a quarter last year at it. I feel like you can look at it a way, a a very positive way, glass half full, that it's, yes, he's not the greatest left back, but he is a damn good utility man. I'm waiting for him to play center back or goalie. Do it. Because otherwise he's played everywhere pretty much. Yeah. I know people, people, you know, get really mad at just – it's like that they the the fact that they can say the sentence uh how expensive of a backup player he is or you know one form of that sentence too expensive for for sitting on the bench that's just he's not worth a dp yeah, no, man, that doesn't it, mean it, anything that just really like 
really gets me. The way Vermees has spent money on this team and how well it's been spread about and the, the lineup he's built, it's just like they're just desperately clinging to something to hate on. <laughs> about it's like, yeah, you picked one person that is maybe making a little, maybe making a little too much. And there's guys on this team like Daniel Shallowy, that value is absurd. Like, it, like it's just, come on. Come on, guys. Um, last year, Gerso barely saw the field because Shallowy had risen to prominence, right? And Gerso was making the same kind of money Crosse is. Nobody yelled about that. <laughs> uh, you know, and, well, I'm sure some did, but it's, the point is that you build a team and there's going to be players that rise to the top and players that are in the uh, ascendancy or descendancy. Is that the right word? Um, of their their point in their of being on the starting team, right? It's it's, it's going to be that whole roster that gets used over the year, hopefully, or hopefully, it, quite honestly, you'd hope that eleven guys start every game and eleven guys finish every game <laughs> because they're so fucking perfect. Excuse me, but that's not the reality. So guys get hurt, guys have wear and tear, guys have mental breakdowns, whatever. They need rest. Other guys come in. You play different. A slightly different uh, twist on the style against a certain team. You might pull pull in a different player. It all happens, so it's fine. Um, yes, by the way, descendancy is a word. <laughs> well, I know it is. I was just trying to think of ascendancy and descendancy in that particular like up and down technique. Well right. done, Mr. Thad. Well done. Um, well put. So at some point he will be ascendant or descendant, and the whole th- theory will be transcendent. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um let's okay, yeah, let's talk about Kaku. Kaka. Kaka. <laughs> that piece up. Yeah, that was just really um really absurd. I don't know that I've ever seen that. They kick it up. I've seen them get angry and kick the ball straight in the air. Right. Which if he is so bad of a kicker that he can't kick it into the board into or the into the air, into the 30th row, yeah. right? I mean, at least there you have time, you know, for the ball to have slowed down. Then he probably doesn't need to be playing for yeah, like eight games or so. There's no proper way. There's no, like, lesser evil for him to go with. He was like, he kicked it where he meant. He's the worst person in the world. <laughs> and if he was trying to kick it into the boards, then he can't hit an object <laughs> two feet from his face. <laughs> it's like broadside of the barn bad, right? As a professional athlete. <laughs> so where are we at on his punishment? What are we expecting? Or what do you want? How about that? Robert, you want to start? Um, I, I think a minimum of, seriously, three games. Because A the, minimum, okay. Yeah, a minimum. Because the recklessness, the lack of thought, I think, in the moment... It's just not professional, and it can't be tolerated. If that's tolerated, then what else would be tolerated? If that's a minimum, what would your what would your target perfect amount of suspension be levied upon him? Five. Why five? Because it's an amount that is punishment. Ah. It's just that's a month long vacation for him where he gets you paid think? still. Okay, so what would Actually, you say? Do they? Because oh, I don't know. Most time, most times okay, when so players get suspended, I didn't discuss fine. 
most times when players get suspended, they aren't paid, and I'm not sure about oh. the rules for MLS, so I don't I I don't know that. I, I'm going to try to find that and look it up. All right. But a lot of times when players get suspended, they're not paid because otherwise it is just a vacation. The money goes to a charity or to the. I I think the play what they should do here five might be somewhere in like the right spot that mm. might be just, but it seems like the right play if anything is to overcompensate. Like this is this was a paying customer of this league, right? And you just. <laughs> You have to protect that. Like, if, if you're yeah. going to get it wrong one way or the other, you have to get it wrong oh, yeah. too harsh. I agree. Punishment. So, f- five games suspension, and we didn't talk about a fine. There's right. got to be a significant fine. Significant. Um, the problem with that, and I'm, I mean, I don't know the rules. Right. Okay, so I'm just going off of past history of watching MLS and other sports, is quite often the max punishment is in the collective bargaining agreement between the Players Association. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, like, sometimes that comes into play. You sure. cannot punish a guy this way for this particular thing. Oh. So it, I've seen that in the past for different things. Um, so I wonder what will happen with that. It's That's, a, to me, a big question. Oh, yeah. So if, it's, if he's suspended for two games, and we're and when we say these numbers, we need to say that in addition to the suspension for the red card, straight red card. Right. Okay. Which, by the way, I, 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 I actually want to go back and think about this a little bit, but what is his red card for? Violent action? He didn't... Disrespecting the game? Well, you can get... Well, yeah, you're right. Kicking the ball away is generally a yellow. Right. And he wasn't on a... He was, so it wasn't a second yellow or anything like that. So I, I, I mean, he deserved the red, don't get me wrong, for what he did. But it wasn't like a violent action towards a specific individual, or at least right. nobody nobody really thinks that he like hated that guy. Okay? Right, sure. All right? right? Nobody thinks that. I, I mean, and I would... It would be novel worthy to find, to come up with a story why he hated that guy, and Ed took that moment, the last <laughs> minute in the game, to finally pay back that guy in the front row that heckled him yeah. last year. He you says know? something about his mama, <laughs> right? So, it, or if you're Robles, it was just his. He was just sitting in the right spot, and that's a risk he took. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my god, <laughs> which, you know. One of the funniest Twitter threads was the response that some people made to, I think it was Sam's, when he said that that's what Robles said. When he quoted Robles. And then, like, you know, it was then all the fake responses as well. Bradley Wright Phillips says this, and Aaron Long says (laughs) that. (laughs) And every one of them is apologizing. And I guess it's it's went as far as Jesse March in in Europe now is apologizing for... (laughs) Uh, really? Tyler Adams, who was apologizing for somebody <laughs> back here still. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so it's it's a pretty long chain, and it was pretty funny. Um, it, that was probably the best thing out of the whole event. Well, yeah, you know, that that would be something unique to this league because – or at least especially to the stadium they play in because the fans are so close. You know, so many other leagues around the world, they could just rock it into the stands all they want. It'll hit a – you know, hit a barrier. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, um, which is like the one risk that sporting takes with a, a lawsuit is because they provided a dangerous hey. environment or something. <laughs> but, uh, in, in, if it's in the gameplay, you know, like you're clearing, you, you know, you go sliding in and kick a ball away from somebody that's running down the field. That's just a, that is the risk you take. Not, okay, the play has been blowed dead. 
somebody's running up to take a throw in, and right. I reach exactly. down to grab yeah. my beer, and I get smacked in the face by a ball not at that's, uh, 92.3 uh, mile an hour. Not that a professional adult is going to throw a tantrum on a field while being paid on the job. And and it's not even like they were getting beat 7-1. I mean, it was 2-2 at the time. Feisty. Well, here's the other side of the coin. If you're the Red Bulls, what do you do? Is it a punishment to transfer him and not play him again? Is that what they need to do, what is best, or is it abide by what MLS gives him and teach him that lesson? I mean, they've already tried to transfer him before because of previous issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think a Mexican club was wanting him, and mm-hmm. he wanted to go, and Red Bulls turned it down. Yeah, right. So I don't know if that's the punishment in that regard. Well, would it be a punishment, though, if Red Bull said, no, we're getting rid of this guy? Is that apt? Is that... Or is it just excuse his behavior in some ways and gets him a deal somewhere he wants to go to? I don't know. That's a tough one. If you do that, that's just giving somebody else the incentive to blast a fan. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to play for San Jose anymore. Watch (laughs) out. Well, I'm not saying that. The odds of that being within MLS that he would go to are, you know, nil, I think. He's going to go somewhere else. But but that's the point he wants. He doesn't want to go somewhere else. Oh, I know. So that's giving that would be giving him exactly what he wants, which yeah, that's what and that's exactly. what I mean is like, yeah, I don't want to play for San Jose anymore. Oh crap, I don't want to play for Montreal anymore. Yeah, or, right. Oh crap, I, I Orlando sucks. Trade me to Columbus. And I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> yeah. How do you if you are that next guy and you want to leave your team, get kicked <laughs> off your team? How do you top that one? Like, what's the next step there? Like slapping the ball boy. <laughs> Wait a minute, we've had a goalie do that already. We had a goalie do that. <laughs> oh, oops. Uh, we've had a goalie use. How about uh, pushing a fan in the hallway underneath? Oh, wait, no. I already had somebody do that, too. Yeah. The photographers get punished for that. <laughs> Not this uh, dumbass goalie. Um, yeah, it's, so what would be your optimal level of suspension slash fine? I liked the sound of 10 games. 10? Hmm? Yeah. And I like it exactly like I was saying. Yeah, that might, you know, eight, five to eight might be the correct one, but... Give that dude ten. We don't we don't play around with this. See the one the one problem with what you said earlier about you know it's it's better to err on the high side than the low side is there's no it's almost impossible to keep going up at some point you know what right. I mean yeah so if you gave him four and the next guy did something oh, right. you can go yeah. six right because okay you've set a precedent you're going to continue to raise it for you know if it, if it becomes a common problem right well, but if you go ten the next guy does it but not quite as bad you give him 10 it's there's no wiggle room at that point. i mean the next guy that kicks a ball into the stands in the face of someone yeah give him 10 games and i was just trying i was thinking like along those lines if they wanted to give someone more than that they would want to do that if it was something worse than doing what this guy just did what like which would be what like if it's much worse than that kick them out of the league you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Again, that may be what they want, though. Yeah, it's that point where you you have to. The next thing is almost kicking them out of the league and yeah. giving them what they want. Uh, but so you oh, have to like, right. you know, you have to suspend them for thirty four games. <laughs> um, it, which I don't. Prob- I'm guessing is probably not legal under the collective bargaining agreement. Right. So I don't know what the maximum is. I don't know what the optimal here is. But it's got to be something that says significant. There's needs to be a fine that needs to be significant. And what I would like to see on top of it, and again, it may not be legal by collective bargaining agreement, but if you can prevent a player from playing until they've went through the substance abuse program after they get a DUI, why could you not 
have him go right. through a anger management fans or humans also class. Because, <laughs> yeah, well, you're I get that sentiment, but literally what would that class be? Like respect, respect your neighbors. Like, like send it back to, Said to preschool. <laughs> it may be. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but look, everybody knows a DUI is bad. Okay, so it would be the same sort of thing. Why? Why you could make the same argument for why do they need to go to a substance abuse program if okay they already know the DUI is bad. Yeah. They've gotten arrested. They've spent you know a night in jail and all that stuff. They know that. Right? They know that's bad. I mean, there's not anybody out there that doesn't know that it's bad. They just make a bad choice to drink, and then their decision-making process after that is bad. So if you can take this guy and say, here's an anger management problem, if that was his issue, right? If it was not just a, I'm going to waste time, and I really can't hit the broadside of a freaking barn, <laughs> okay? Which I, Peter, I think, actually thinks that's more what it is, is he was wanting to waste time. Well, it, that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like that's what he was going for. I don't know, man. I I think he was angry, quite honestly. But. Yeah, but yeah, and and trying to kick it into the boards. I think. I think he was mad kicking the ball. I don't even. I don't. Yeah, I could be wrong. I would love for somebody to actually at some point ask him this question, <laughs> if we would ever get some kind of truth out of it. So, little interesting twist on this. After the game, I had to go take the photographer bib back up to the spot. So I go and I'm waiting by the elevator, and there's some guy in a nice suit waiting there and I just kind of say hi and he's like busily on his phone doing stuff and da 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 so we get on the elevator and you know how slow it is and I said so I see his uh credential says Red Bulls on it so I go <laughs> so what do you do for the Red Bulls man because we kind of like you know exchange a little talk about the elevator for a second whatever said, what it was he was having a hard time at that moment <laughs> and he goes I work in communications mm-hmm. and I went uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything else good. to you, man. Have a good day. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Good luck, brother. But going back to the punishment, just for a little bit, I don't think it really matters as much what MLS does. It matters what the Red Bulls do in house. In other words, if he gets a five, eight game suspension, okay, great. But how is that handled at training? Is he still training with the first team, just like nothing happened? What is going on there? I think is really what is the crucial part. And I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, again, if you saw the article I put out this morning, I asked Peter about that. And he said, if a player, one of his players did it, he wouldn't be playing again. Exactly. Well, I thought I thought that's what a suspension was—that you can't come train. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh. know. Well, Whatever it may be, but oh. it's how the Red Bulls handle it in house. That's well, the biggest issue. Again, I'm not sure about this. Okay, uh, like a suspension from a red card, you you can still train. There's nothing, you know, you can be in full training with the team. Teams usually will have you training with the second team at that point because you're not going to play the next game. But it's right. a retroactive punishment, though. Uh, that might be different. But if you're giving a six-game suspension, I, I actually I imagine you could still train with the team. Oh. You're just not getting paid. Yeah. Or maybe you're not. Again, we need to figure that rule out before yeah. we make any definitive statements. Cause... So, I yes, I think you're 100% right. What does yeah. New York do about it? If they do nothing about it, well, then they're just as big a piece of shit as him and Exactly, Robles. exactly. All right, well, enough on... That guy. <laughs> Leave it at that. Um, another story that I saw that was kind of gaining some traction after this was the 16-year-old kid has scored in three straight MLS matches. And there are people that want him to start. And I get it. I That would be cool. But I just don't know who you sit right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Croze. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Who yeah, do I, you sit? I did see that that thread on Twitter about Busio at left back <laughs> just to get his ass on the field. Yeah, that was making me laugh. And I and I I love people for asking questions and following on Twitter, but no, yeah, no, let's not let's not risk the possibility of making Busio a defender in other people's eyes. <laughs> he needs to be an attacker. He needs to gain experience as an attacker. He needs to be out on the field in the next World Cup next to Wesson McKinney and Tyler Adams and Josh Sargent and and, he, and and he won't do that trying to learn how to play left back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always talk about midfield rotation. You know, Ilya needs some rest, but can Felipe play that spot and, you know, Busio goes up and, and plays more of the attacking role. Uh, that's the first thing I think of. But is that what we really want to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I guess it's Roger, but only when Roger needs the rest. Which you I think, think it's Roger. Create more, it's going to happen a little bit more often because yeah. Roger's old. and Right. He can still kick all our asses, but he's old. I'm still going to go. I'm still going to want Roger to start if he's capable. Roger and Busio are so completely different players. Roger and Felipe are completely different players, mm-hmm. but they're closer. So, yeah, Busio is a little more attacking minded, and he's not the bruising Espinoza that Roger can be. And neither is Felipe, but he could. He's a kind more, of do it. He's a little more like that, yeah. right? Um, I I still have I think the perfect option for Ilya at this point. If it's not Kuzain, I think I have the perfect option for it. And that is Fontes. Yeah, I'd be cool with it. Yeah. He's got the passing. Yeah. He's and Barath in his minded. spot. Yeah. Yeah. So it leaves you short of a defender at that point, but you could rest Ilya and say a defender goes down, you just move Fontes back and bring in Ilya at that point. Rest Ilya? It's almost like he's got 50 straight <laughs> MLS starts in a row. <laughs> and I think that what you said, Thad, would also help remedy a little bit of the how bad we are defending in um, transition on counterattacks. I still am not convinced that Ilya is ever going to be an answer there. That he won't be an answer where? Defending counterattacks. Oh. I just think that's not in his wheelhouse. I mean, not that he's terrible at it, but I think Fontas could be an improvement in that area. I'm not totally sure Fontas is a huge improvement in that area. Not a huge one. I think he'd be an improvement. also. I think it'd be an improvement, though. The difference there, and I know I'm just going to shoot down my own like proposal here a little bit. <laughs> the difference being that Ilya is used to playing that spot, right? And it sure. will tend to be in the right spots to cut out passes when, in more often than a guy who's not used to playing that spot. I agree with that, but Fonta still. I mean, come on, he's, he's a Barcelona academy trained guy. He's you know. He's got those abilities too, but you're yeah. right. He's not used to it. Sure. And, yeah, and it's not like we would be putting out Namath in that spot. Well, right. right. I mean, yeah. It's not like that, right? Right. It's just, it's a matter of degrees. I think you like you you know Fontes is a, a degree or two better at perhaps defending a counter mm-hmm. than Ilya, but Ilya is a degree or two or three better than oh, Fontes yeah. at being in the right spot in the midfield to get oh, yeah. passes and stuff like that. So it, it, I don't think either one's the perfect solution right, to sure. any issue. Yeah. Uh, sporting's best thing to do is maintain possession and never let the other team touch the ball. So, okay, I mean, we could go a couple different ways with this. Is a three-man backfield with two holding midfielders 
the answer? An improvement? Oof. Ilya and, say, Andreu there. You know, a four-man midfield. A 3-4-3, three, three, in a sense. Hmm. Um, He's stumped. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think. Well, when you say three-man back line, who would else be back there? Andreu was... Well, I wasn't there quite yet, but I'm just wondering, you know, but is... Because, for me, seeing the Monterey game, not that we play Monterey every game, but we're going to play the LAFCs, we're going to play... You know, the Galaxies, we're going to play um, the top of the, you know, Atlanta. We're going to need to be better on the counter in the league. And, you know, I'm just looking ahead at that stuff. Quite honestly, I think we can't use Monterey as any kind of benchmark. Oh, I agree. Okay. I agree. That's why um, I said that. And if I look at so far in the league, they, they're, um, they're, they've had good games and bad games so far in MLS. And then in, the bad game, we need to probably break this down. It's probably a little bit longer conversation than we have here. Yeah. But uh, the game at L.A. was coming back from playing three days before oh, in yeah. Mexico, okay? And against a team that basically wanted massive revenge against us for <laughs> knocking them out last year, right? Uh, or knocking them down in the last game of the season, right? So it's – and it, so there's that. And also – uh, their new guy has to be good, right? So there's that. And coming back to Kansas City against Montreal, which is a mediocre team, mm, yeah. we could say really bad, but their performances actually haven't been that bad until Sporting destroyed them. Right, yeah. Okay? Uh, Cincy, they rested a lot of players, and it was on turf. They don't ever play nearly as good as they do on grass when they play on turf. And then this last game, I'm probably, am I missing one somewhere in there? Oh, Philadelphia, right? That was a good game, right? Are you? Yeah, are you just recapping the whole season? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> I'm just trying to go through. Like my my point being that we're worried about them being able to hold to uh, defend these fast counters, mm-hmm. but so far they have actually been able to do it fairly well in MLS play because that's not Monterey. Sure. Right? Sure. You're going to have a couple instances where it's going to happen no matter what. You're going to have an instance every once in a while that Tim lets a damn goal in by mistake, right? By a bad touch to his former teammate in Colorado. You know what I mean? It's that stuff's still going to happen, but they've been they have that potential to be so good at maintaining possession that I'm less worried about that counter defense because it'll only happen once or twice in a game. Or is it really Sonovic and Zuzi we should be talking about? Because they were exposed in Monterey as well, but again, I know not everybody's Monterey, but still, your well, weaknesses are your weaknesses. Monterey. Your well, weaknesses think, are your weaknesses, though. No matter who you're playing. Well, no, I mean, I think that's the point. Graham Zusi and Seth Sinovic are probably not good outside backs to take on the rest of the world, but right. they're pretty decent in MLS. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's. I, I agree with Cody. It's it's they are good above average MLS outside backs in this system. Okay, I'm not going to agree with above average for Sinovic, but okay, yeah. And you'd be wrong, that's okay. We still love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, one final thing from that game I wanted to mention. Something we've known was on life support for a long time. Yeah. We knew it was the time was coming to an end, but it seems like... With this Red Bull game last weekend, that the sellout streak finally came to an end. 
It didn't. It wasn't announced. Of course but not. The number that they announced was not a sellout. Right. For the first time in X. One hundred and twenty-six. <laughs> One twenty-six. The number I remember. One twenty-seven. Something like that. A long damn time. The last time that it happened, Busio was nine. <laughs> so, so what's the reason for it? Is that what we're getting at? Well, is it? I mean, what? I guess we should try to figure out what actually happened because we know many of those 127 games were not sellouts. So was it just as far finally, as butts in the seats? It's just finally that ticket sales. It was just genuine ticket sales did not reach it. Is that what this is? They couldn't fake it this time, right? Yeah. Even though there were plenty of people in the standing room only area, I don't know if they actually had those tickets, but there were plenty of people there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was more people there at that game than I've seen at the, in that stadium <laughs> before, and they called it a sellout. No, I, I just think it's a trend because sporting was cool when it's new stadium and, you know, it was a lot of fanfare and all that stuff. But and then they were champs. And then they were champs, and that kept the momentum going for a while, and mm-hmm. then... I know it's not a one-on-for-one thing with Royals and Chiefs doing better the last few years. Not the Royals this last year or two, but you know what I mean. Uh, So I think that all contributed. Ticket prices continue to go up. Um, I feel like the – I almost feel like the atmosphere in the stadium is less than it used to be in certain ways because I don't know what happened, but it seems like they hardly show replays of anything controversial anymore when they used to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think also the it's almost like the futility of having been so good and then falling short in the playoffs for the the three or four years where it was the the one game you know one and out I think that probably played a little bit of a role I think there's a lot of aspects to it I don't know that there's one or two things I think it's a lot of aspects to it but it's just been a trend that I've been expecting this to happen I expected it to happen last year quite honestly do you think the 10 to 2 aggregate loss to Monterey had anything to do with it? Yes. Okay. Why? I bet it wouldn't have happened if they won that game. True. People are more motivated by winning. Oh yeah. Even even though that has that competition has nothing to do with this competition. Mm-hmm. And it's just it looks it looked bad. Right. It looked far worse than what it really was but it looked bad, and people were demotivated. But it's also weird that the last MLS game was a, what, 7-1 win. So. Right, yeah. Which people for years will say they were there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. We good? I yes. don't know. We didn't solve the problem. But of course, they're not paying us to solve the yeah, problem. Yeah, I remember that's, what, that's our thing. I, I think the answer, like you said, is winning. I mean, winning solves a whole lot of problems. And right now we're in, what, last playoff spot, seventh place, is that right? Seventh. Yeah. Yeah, it's pointless at this point in the year. Yeah, debatable, but people winning solves everything. A lot of questions here from us, not many answers. (laughs) Middle of the season last year, Seattle was like near the bottom, okay? That's Seattle, though. Man, middle to the second half of the season, they were like at the bottom. That was insane last year for them. But it's, it's the second year they've done it, kind of. Okay, it, that's what I mean. Is early in the year where you're at in the table matters very little. What matters is getting points per game, because you you it's some teams have played two more games than others, so that doesn't really 
uh, display very well when you're only one team's played seven, one's played five, or whatever the numbers are. Okay, so that's it. That kind of throws it out of whack. Um, some teams have played more home games, more road games, all that stuff. Right now, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but how many of the average fans who attend a game look at all that? They look at the standings and say, "Oh, Kansas City sucks this year." Yeah, and it's the average fans <laughs> that, are, that are the valid ones. point. I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. yeah, I don't like talking about the va- the average. I like to talk about the exactly, reality. exactly. <laughs> okay, so ninth place, San Jose, on Saturday, they have one win and five losses. They've been getting destroyed pretty hard, but they were able to beat. Portland Timbers somehow. <laughs> Who's also been bad. Yeah. And they destroyed them also. Three to nothing. The the Wonder Boy in Portland has been right. questioned a little bit. Yes, he has. And again, people people need to remember Ramiz doesn't have the big name that some of these other guys have had or, you know, the cachet of these cool coaches. But he stays, this team stays so consistently in the running. Even if it's not at the top, it stays so consistently in the running. Remember that, Atlanta? (laughs) Yeah. How about, uh, where are we at on injuries? Wallace is still hurt. Yes, would you like an injury update? Please. Shallowy's back. Shallowy's back. Uh, Obviously, he's going to need to get a little fitness, you know, because he hasn't played much lately. Um. Wallace is, as of last word, Vermees thought he would be out for a considerable while, and they were still trying to see some doctors to figure out what the the final amount of time would be and the everything they need to do. Okay. On the positive side, uh, seeing more and more of Madranda out on the field. Oh, uh, I was going to ask. Good. Doing some ball work. He's not in practice yet, but he's like uh, – the practice on Tuesday was open, and I actually just sat upstairs and with open windows and watched because all the guys that played, everybody pretty much just ran circles, so it was a really wonderful, entertaining practice. But Madranda was over on the side dribbling, taking some passes, taking a pass and you know making a first step, some of that stuff. Aside for sore closer. eyes. So he's, he's just got to get that touch-up going. Good. Okay, uh, what about Hurtado? He's still out for a while. Oh, mm-hmm. I, again, last well, thing I heard was uh, sooner than the long right. range, but he's still out. He's I saw him the other day, and he was walking, and he looked like he was walking fine. Mm. Uh, so I said two to three. What's it been? One? I think so. Maybe not even one a full ish. one. Yeah. Um, so maybe another month to go there. Saw Lindsay in the locker room the other day. He was on crutches, though. Uh, who else? Anybody else? I think that is it. That is it. But it would be nice to have some of those extra defenders back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Outside back is just a dangerous spot lately. Yes, that is That is definitely the case. Okay, let's look at our lineup. We have got our reader poll from thebluetestament.com. Get on there, make an account, join the conversation. And predict the lineup. And don't predict weird ones, just so I have to explain them here on the podcast. <laughs> Everyone is going for Melia. 100% for Melia. Rarely, I don't know that I've ever seen that in, in this poll before. 
I think Eric Dick's mom always gets on here and votes for him at some point. So maybe she saw him play in the last World Park Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Even lost the support of his mom. Ouch. <laughs> and quite honestly, what he that wasn't his fault either. So yeah. Uh, the four defenders leading the way, Beesler, Fontas, Sinovic, and Zussi, naturally. Hassler has a good amount of votes. I tell you, he showed well, man. He really did. Yes, he did. I wouldn't mind seeing Zussi getting a little break and, yeah, do it again. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think the only thing with him is he did really well for not knowing the team and the system. Right. I mean, he was there uh-huh. for you know, a couple days, days essentially. Yes. Yeah. So give him... You know, now this couple weeks, th- this week is really important to sporting because it, it's the first week in a month and a half that they've had a full week. Right. And it's not even a full right. week, but it's close enough to a full week to, to train and get in a regular cycle again. Yeah. And now they, like, I think they have a month and a half of that regular cycle mm-hmm. where, it's, right. where it's six or seven or eight days between games. So they can train and get things corrected. So Hassler pulled 14.3% of our poll here. And Kraze also has that same number of votes. So he didn't lose the fan base entirely. <laughs> uh, midfield, the three you would expect, and Busio also coming in strong. Almost outdoes. Rogers is 63%. Busio comes in at 40%. That's legit. So he's creeping up. We'll keep an eye on that. Each week, I bet that gets higher and higher. If he scores again this week, exactly man, he's right. probably going to pass up. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, all right. Can't we admit though that his goals haven't exactly been of the spectacular? Oh, variety, they've all though. three been where he was just yeah. in the right place yeah. at the right time. Right, right. Which is credit to him. Yeah. A combined him. combined yeah. total yeah. of like maybe eighteen yards away from the goal. <laughs> all three of them maybe eighteen yards away. I think you're. I think you're exaggerating <laughs> that, man. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the one was like. You know that tight, tight uh, angle. Uh, so he's probably with like four yards off the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were all three right there at the six yard box, I guess. So, so yeah, it, it, but he, but you're exactly right. Is he's, he's done the right thing to be in the right place. Right. Yeah, that's, and that's one of the biggest things you see people talk about his game is the movement off the ball and just like an instinct that seems to be there. So yeah, he's. There's nothing about him when you look at when he ha- when he's on the ball. You don't go, oh, that's Neymar or Messi or somebody like that, right? Yeah. But he keeps showing up in the right place and he keeps making good passes. So he's not he's not dribbling people. He's he's pass and move, pass and move. And and I think the more time he gets, the more he's going to pull off some of those passes he's tried to make that haven't quite come off. You know, he gets his timing down a little better. And yeah, and, yeah. But a ton of them do make it. Yeah, he's, yeah. The beauty, and I think I've said this before, when I see Busio out there, when I see Busio out there, I do not see a 16-year-old. Right, sure. I see an MLS player. I remember thinking that his first game. I remember being like, whoa, he's like, he just looks like he's supposed to be out there. (laughs) When, If if you watched, like, um, some of the academy guys, when they first step out there, you go, oh, hey, that's pretty good for an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old. Or if you watch Smoke Park games and... You know, hey, that guy was not bad for a 16-year-old out there, you know, stuff like that with some of the academy kids. The thing is, with Busio, I forget he's 16. He is just another good player. I mean, he's a young player who's not quite deserving of a, of 100% starts, but you don't think, of, oh, the kid's just 16. But is he going to stay? Anyway, talk for another time. Well, no. and, and also the other part of that is that the team, his teammates – 
are not afraid to give him the ball in any space. Yeah. Like they'll they'll give it to him if he's making a run with three guys around him. They'll still give it to him because they have confidence in him. Then uh, another with Swo Park, there was a kid that played the other day, Jake Davis. He was not in the last game, but the game before. I forgot he was six or sixteen or seventeen. Okay, I forgot that watching him. I thought he was just another USL player. I mean, USL level player. I forgot he was that young. So he he showed well. Not that he he did nothing spectacular. Okay, I'm not saying that, but he moved. He pay he played the ball well and stuff like that in that that game. One of those where not noticing him is the best compliment. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't look at him and go, "Hey, he looked good for a 16 year old." I looked at him and said, "Hey, he's a he's a he's a player." Okay, moving on to the wingers for the lineup this weekend. Johnny Russell, Gerso, way out in front. Shallowy comes in at 30%, and Gerso, the lesser of the two, at 81%. I voted for Shallowy. <laughs> I know Gerso's been doing it. It just seems like we're walking a tight line. And yes, he is doing it, but also, dude, Daniel could get in there and be doing it better. Well, it's been a he pattern. Hasn't. It's been a pattern for the last couple of years, though, that this exact same hap- happens. Shawley sits out early in the year, and it, it's, it's maybe a difference of who is taking a spot. But I think Peter does this purposefully to motivate Shawley or whatever it is. But it's been a pattern. I don't think it's purposeful to motivate Shawley at all. You could yeah. be right. I just think that Peter's looking at who's playing the best yeah. at that moment. Yeah. And also, again, who they're playing against. So sure. um, they needed Gerso's speed with some of the games they played. Oh, yeah. Shallowy is deceptively faster than what he looks. He's but, quick. But he's not Gerso Lightning. Oh, no. Friggin' cannot run most outside backs at this point, right? <laughs> um, he has a much better touch and, and shot than Gerso. Though Gerso has definitely improved. But if you can – when Gerso – the the best thing about Gerso this year is he's gotten stronger, and so he is not a, a push off the you know he's not a pushover when somebody just knocks him off the ball. Yeah, he's also gotten stronger on the f- defensive end, which he was not very good at sometimes. So he he deserves to be out there. I don't think it's a motivation thing for Shallowy. I think it's just people have ups, people have downs. But it has been a pattern though. Due to what I don't know, but it has been a pattern. Yeah. And it's center forward, 100%. Never happened on this show before. <laughs> Isn't he the Namath. only option? <laughs> yeah, well, we have, More or we less. have on our list, shall we, Russell, Freeman, and Croze. Right, yeah. But I'm not sure Croze blew anybody away with his one stint there as a false nine. Not but, even the shot from 35 yards out that almost went in? Oh, you mean last game? <laughs> that left back? Oh, yeah, you're saying yeah. when he start, when he played. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. Again, I don't think he did bad there. He didn't do bad. But. With a team that was mostly yeah. second string at that point. Yeah. So And on turf. I'm just guessing why the fans maybe did not vote him very high. Okay, predictions for the weekend, lads. Give me something crazy. Give me a, a weird one, a bold one. A weird one? Weird slash bold. Three to one sporting. Okay, I don't know like how bold more, that is considering how bad San Jose's like a, been. <laughs> but. Like, a, like a prop prediction. Give me a weird a weird thing that will happen in the game of a specific player or something like that. Busio will not score, but 
Sesanovic Will. Oh, exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> That's hard to do if you don't even play. Well, yeah. well, hey, whoa. <laughs> no, no, I do think he'll probably play. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go the opposite. I think Busio will score again, and this one will actually be a nice goal from okay. like outside the 18. All right. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, it'll be like a nice curling looping right into the upper 90. Hey, I'd love to see it. I'm all for it. And, or in a row for Busio. Or, flip side of it is he takes a PK because Ilya doesn't need to be doing well, that Well, I just got to bring that up. <laughs> I was I, just going to bring that up. I love you, man. <laughs> no way would they let the 16-year-old take the PK. No, it's Namath. If they're up 3 nothing, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. It should, still, it should still go to Namath, and then he should give it to Busio, though. <laughs> there he you go. Do I there don't think go. he would do that. I don't think he would either. <laughs> and that's, that's not criticizing Nemo. That's yeah. That's just he's kind of lethal scorer he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would say Namath or Russell at this point. Whoever was not the one that got fouled. <laughs> I think yeah. Ilya gets to decide who does it, but probably not Ilya. That would be my. That would be my choice. I'm gonna say a goal from Roger. Ah. Uh. And then he subbed off. <laughs> In the 50th minute with a three-goal lead, and Busio's got 40 minutes to get a fourth. <laughs> Sounds good. We're all confident of a win, and we need one. No, that's I don't, the thing is we're just overly positive here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm overly confident about a win because it's a road game and, you know, any team, any day. MLS going I think MLS. he said overly confident. I just said confident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, parody, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. That whole chestnut. Mm. You know, uh, and, I, and, and also to a certain degree, I don't think the entire team is at, in the right mentality yet. Maybe they will be by this weekend. I just think from the big loss with Monterey and all right. that stuff. Um, you know, I think that was a confidence shaker. Even though it shouldn't be, I mean, you're you're basically playing up a division at that point. Uh, I think being away from home, though, I think it will be good for them in a sense. I don't know. If I was the coach, I'd get them out there a day early, kind of you know, relax into it, and I don't know, get just get away from it for a little while. But you know, anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think we're about done here, boys. Can I throw a non-sporting thing out there? Yeah, sure. Comets are in the playoffs, man. The Comets are in the playoffs. In the blue turf. (laughs) Is Kevin Ellis not suspended? No. That didn't happen, right? No. Okay. He was unsuspended from that one. He got desuspended. And who are they taking on in the first round? The Milwaukee Wave. Okay. Um, Some history there for sure. Lots of history there. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone knows that whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You can't just do that. Well, Robert knew. Okay, well, tell me. I don't know. Quickly. Um, quickly. The comments have made the playoff every year except for one, which was last year, and that was all the fiasco with the ownership, and they yeah. lost players and all that stuff because they were a lot of uncertainty. But pretty much they played Milwaukee in the first round of playoffs almost every year. Oh, okay. And there's been some hellacious games, like <laughs> uh, goals scored in you know five seconds left in the mini game, which is like an extra time game because they'll they'll play a home and home game, and right. so it's it's not aggregate like one. So if if 
uh, one team wins one, one team wins the other. They play a mini game, yeah. a one quarter game. Uh, so that's they've done that. It's just it's it's a Milwaukee was a class of the league when the comments came in, so they were getting their bus kicked, and it was kind of like the getting over the hump and becoming the class of the league when they had Vlako Andonovsky as the coach and a lot of good players, and they then won the championship. Blah blah blah. Fast forward a few years, other you know Milwaukee dropped off because of some ownership problems. They rose back up. Comets dropped off because of ownership problems. They're rising back up. Well, um, that wasn't very quick, but <laughs> I'm ready for some Comets playoffs. I'm ready for. Have you listened to me describe things before? That was pretty <laughs> quick. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I know that's why. That's why I said quickly twice because I know what your quickly means. <laughs> okay. So they play Thursday night. This is being recorded Wednesday night. Thursday night. Tune in to... 38 The Spot. 38 The Spot. That's it. I knew that. I or MASL that TV That's right. on YouTube. That's right. uh, better yet, go buy a ticket and show up. Independence Event Center? Yes. Actually, it's called Silverstein Ice. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, one of the worst named arenas I've ever experienced. Why? Silverstein I Centers Arena. Center is the name of a lot of arenas. It's just, it doesn't sound right. There's too many S's in the, I, don't, I hate it. I hate having to say it. I work in radio, so I have to like do it a lot. I have to like mention this a lot. That's why you knew the actual name. Yeah, and I got it wrong. <laughs> I thought it was just Silverstein I Center. Oh. So it's just an eye center, not the eye center. That's centers. the name of the sponsor. It's Silverstein Eye Centers is right. the sponsor. And it then is. there's an arena. <laughs> so it's not SEC, it's SECA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's the worst. It's pet peeve. Sika. Anyway, sporting Kansas City fans, be sure to join the bluetestament.com. Solid community there. Leave us a comment. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. And now that uh, Sporting don't play every three days, we've got more time to do these. We'll get more regular. We took last week off. I went on vacation. So blame Cody for not doing the podcast. It was indeed my fault. But I was having fun in Colorado. Blame the Chiefs for not having your alley. That's true. We'll get Allie back. Allie will join next week. We'll do. I'll pick a night she can do it. But until then, go for it. And three on goals ain't all that rough. Our skipper has just been sent off. Some part of strong and all gone soft like Bud Fontaine's got me drinking. Bud Fontaine's got me drinking. Life Bud Fontaine's Anything to shake this but I'm in My fun buttons got me drinking My fun buttons got me drinking My fun buttons got me drinking